0: you have your Bibles, if you go to Jeremiah 18 with me. If you've been around church very long at all, no doubt you've heard this. If you read your Bible frequently, you've probably heard this. you to attend unto my prayer right now Lord if there's anybody in this place that is contemplating I'm not concerned about membership of a church Lord, I'm not. that's not my intentions if there's anybody in this place that is hungry and thirsty for righteousness they're hungry and thirsty for something new, something real they know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have touched them ministered to them, filled them with your spirit Lord would you do that today your word declares the individual the person the man the woman the young adult that hungers and thirsts after righteousness they shall be filled Lord feel today and Lord let people make decisions today Lord to have their sins forever washed away Lord we have water it's ready for baptism we have changes of clothes Lord we're ready for someone to make that decision for you to wash their sins away but God my prayer is that you would feel somebody with the Holy Ghost today would you raise your hands one more time in the name of Jesus wash Lord make clean Lord begin to tug at the heart you draw every man all of humankind you draw them and I'm asking that you draw them right now in Jesus name in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Before we read, I want to encourage you. Uh, anybody enjoy Wednesday night? It's absolutely wonderful if you were not here. Amen. I got to watch it on Wednesday night, it was fantastic. Um, if you want to come back for some more of that, uh, we're going to uh, get a little bit on oneness again on Wednesday night. So you're going to want to come back for that. And Brother Jonathan will be teaching again, and you're not going to want to miss that. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah 18, beginning at verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred. Somebody say marred. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm marred. Was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel. Ladies and gentlemen, I have preached on this verse I have read this verse that right there that particular part of this scripture is powerful to me so he made it again listen to that I'm going to preach before I go, go to preach and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter so he made it again Holy moly. So he made it again another vessel. Which one? One that was marred. He made it again another vessel. as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Can I tell somebody that's in the house today? It doesn't matter how messed up you think you are. I'm talking about you right now, sir. I'm talking about you right now, ma'am. It doesn't matter how messed up you think you are. Brother Trevor, you confirmed the word when you said what you said a little bit ago. I'm a miracle. You don't know what God has done for him and his wife and his family. You have no idea. There's some of you that know, but there's many in the house you don't know. God made him another vessel. If he did it for Trevor, he can do it for you. If he did it for somebody else in the house, he can do it for you. Praise God. Cannot I... Do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. Ma'am, you're in the hand of not just any old joe, Jesus, you're not in the hand of just somebody or some potter somewhere, but you're in the hand of the master. Every person that's in this room today, you're in the hand of the master. So you had a bad day, so you messed up, so some bad things happened to you. You are in the hand of the potter, the potter. Of the potter. I'm going to bring to you a message from this title, In the Potter's Hands. In the Potter's Hands. Lord, we thank you so very much once again for getting to be in your house, getting to worship you together as a body of Christ. Lord, I'm so thankful for the sacrifice of people this week as they sacrificially Lord came up here and sacrificed their time to seek your face Lord that we would see a demonstration of your spirit Lord in our homes Lord we'd see a demonstration of your spirit in our church services thank you Jesus Lord I am so blessed to be a part of this family of God I'm so blessed Lord to to be a pastor that pastors Lord these men and these ladies and children thank you Jesus And Lord, I'm asking right now that you would come down to where we are and help somebody that's in this room understand who holds them in the hand, and that is you, Jesus Christ, the potter. You hold us in your hand, and nothing is impossible with you. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. You may be seated. Praise God. The prophet the prophet Jeremiah is summoned to the potter's house not to preach a message, not to deliver any kind of eulogy or any kind of any kind of prayer or any anything else, not a sermon, but to prepare a message, to prepare a message. Israel was spiritually desolate. If you would stay with me for a moment, to lay a little bit of foundation here today. They were spiritually desolate without any hope of change. And the prophet was discouraged because he had not advanced anyone. He had not advanced anyone praying through in a while. I've been there. There's been times where it's been like a desert place when it comes to people praying through. When it comes to people repenting of their sins and the waters of baptism being troubled. I can relate to the man of God in this situation, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. There had not been anybody that had made that change, if you will. And the prophet was very discouraged because of this incident, because of this situation that he found himself in. And God said, when you see the work of the potter, silent whispers will reveal my message What's going on with that, Pastor Darren? When you see, when you see what the potter does, when you see what the potter can do, when you see what he is able to do, don't get wary in your well-doing. Don't get wary in your delivering of messages. Don't get wary in your praying for people. Don't get wary when you look across the congregation and those that you know their situation because they've told you and there's absolutely no response. You know the situation, but there's nobody praying and nobody talking to Jesus Christ. Don't get wary in that because the potter is doing a work that you can't see. The potter is doing a work that may not make sense to you. Those that will know God's mind must observe his appointments and attend where they may hear his words. We got to listen, ladies and gentlemen, to his words. What are you trying to tell me, Pastor Darren? There's a lot of times you may come to church and you don't listen to God's word. You don't, you may just be here. It may be, as I've talked about it many of times, that that box that you're checking off. Hey, we went to church, hon, are you suffice? Hey, hey, husband, are you suffice that I went to church? Hey, wife, are you suffice that I went to church? Kids, did you have fun at Sunday school? Then good. We checked it off and we did not listen to not one word. But we must attend to the words of the master. And when we listen to those words, we can't come with doubting. We can't come with being a doubting Thomas, if you will know. We have to come with the mindset of, hey, what are you going to drop in my spirit today? What are you going to give me today? I'm here, I got ready, I got dressed. Now I'm hungry and I'm thirsty for your word and I want to hear your word. God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to speak through the man of God. I want you to speak through the evangelist. I want you to speak through the preliminary worship leader. I want you to speak to me, Jesus. If you hunger and thirst for that, if you desire that, then you are going to be filled with what God wants you to be filled with. Somebody say, "In in the potter's hands. You have to place yourself in the potter's hands. Jesus Christ is here today, no doubt in my mind, and he's looking across this congregation, and he's walking up and down the pews and up and down the aisles, and he's wondering who is going to listen to my words. Is there a bunch of doubting Thomas's in the house today or is there anybody that will just take my word for it through the man of God that he can heal, he can change, he can transform, he can take you as the marred piece of clay and make it better? Or are you going to have to see the scars? You see doubting Thomas Sister Delphine had to look at the scars before he believed. My question in the house today is, sir, ma'am, are you going to have to hear every bit of Brother Trevor's story before you say, okay, God can do it for me? Are, you going to have, are we going to have to have a testimony service? We ain't going to have one. But are we going to have to have a testimony service? Or you hear everybody's testimony. Hey, God delivered me from this and God saved me from this and God brought my husband and brought my wife into the church. He changed my life. He gave me this job. Are oh, You gotta hear all of that down to the T or are you going to take my word for it when I tell you your messed up situation, God can fix it on his potter's wheel. Your messed up situation, God can give you better. He can turn your rags into riches. He can turn your your and your grossness into joy unspeakable and full of glory no you don't have to be a doubting Thomas today you can just understand that you are in the potter's hands you really are ma'am you came here today with doubts you're in the potter's hands he can give you a surety There's no doubt in my mind he can give you a surety. He can help you in the middle of your storm. As I talked about a moment ago, no doubt there are storms that we don't see that are in this building today. The waves are as high as they possibly could get. And you're wondering, is there ever going to be any peace? Is there ever going to be any help? Is there ever going to be any hope? Would you take a preacher's word for it this morning when I tell you, you are in the potter's hands and the potter has got you on that wheel. And yes, you're marred. Yes, you're messed up. But he's saying, listen, it to me. I can make it another vessel. I can do something with you that you've never seen before. I can make you better than you've ever been before. Praise God. Grace said go down to the potter's house. Grace said get down to the potter's house. The grace of God finds his purpose in people who are Down and discouraged. People that are broken and messed up. Grace, the grace of God finds its purpose. Let that sink in for a moment. Sir, I want you to think about it right now. Yes, you're down. Yes, you're discouraged. Can I can I talk to, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Can I talk to a lady that's in the house right now in the name of Jesus? You're broken, you're downtrodden. You have no hope, it feels like it. You have no encouragement. There's no way in the world I could ever be encouraged. I, I came here just out of maybe a little bit of hope. Can I tell you today that there is hope and his name is Jesus? Can I tell you today that he is here right now and he's looking at you in your in his hand and yes you're messed up and you got one side all pushed in and you got all of these grass pieces in the way and all of this and he's looking at it and he's saying oh man I can make it a better vessel. I can make it another vessel. I could do something with this that would blow your mind but what you must do is you must surrender to the potter's hands. You must surrender and be submissive to the potter's hands. Jeremiah journeyed into the valley of Hinnom. The valley of Hinnom was used as a garbage dump for the city of Jerusalem. Refuse waste materials. Dead animals were buried in Hinnom. Fires continually smoldered. And smoke from the burning lit up the nostrils when you walked in. Hinnom thus became a graphic symbol of woe and judgment. And of the place of eternal punishment called hell. Translated into Greek... The Hebrew valley of Hinnom became Gehenna, which is used 12 times in the New Testament, 11 times by Jesus and once by James. Each time is translated as hell. Hear me. Grace does its best work at the gates of hell. Did you hear what I said about this place? Waste materials. Dead animals buried. Fires continually smoldering. The smoke, the stench of it, all of the debris and all of the stuff was absolutely excruciating to your nostrils. Anybody ever been there before? Anybody ever felt like, Sister Mary, that you were making your bed at the gate of hell? Has it ever felt like that, man, there's no hope? All I got is hell in front of me. If I take a step, I'm going to go straight into hell today. I've tried to make it better. I've tried to do this. I've tried to do that. I've tried to, to, I've tried to take every precaution that I can, but I step right smack dab in the middle of hell. Guess what? That's where grace does its best work. (laughs) That's where grace does its best work. Hail fashioned a vessel of dishonor. And hail's missionaries were about to shatter her to pieces. But Jesus said, he that is without sin cast the first stone. Anybody know that story? Caught in the very act of adultery. Doesn't get much worse than that, does it? That's a bad day. You thought you were having a great time. But all of a sudden, uh uh-oh. And the punishment was to be stoned, death. That's as close to the gate of hell as you possibly could get. But Jesus does his best work when you ain't got nowhere to go, you ain't got a get-out-of-jail-free card, you ain't got any hope, everybody hates you, nobody likes you, you're eating a big plate of worms, and you don't know what else to do. Jesus steps on the scene. And he says, hey, you bunch of crazies. Probably didn't say it like that. You that have no sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. You that got your act together, no problems in your camp, go ahead, pick up a stone and throw it at her. It. it is amazing. It is amazing what happened. This one's about to hit her right in the top of the head. That was, my bu- that was my buddy's wife, and I'm about to get him for her. Go ahead, cast the first stone. And he goes down here and goes, I don't know what he wrote, but I do know this, Sister servant. And the one that was at the gate of hell, if you will, Where are they at? Where'd they go? What are you trying to say, Pastor Darren? I don't know where you're at. I don't know if it's as bad as this story that I read to you just now or I, I alluded to just now, but I can tell you this. Where are your accusers when Jesus steps on the scene? Hey, it can get better. No, there's no way it can get any better. There's no way I could get hope here. There's no way I can get peace that passes all understanding here. Jesus steps on the scene, and when it gets as bad as somebody dropping a stone, It is amazing what clay does to clay. Only the potter has the right to judge the outcome. (laughs) Only the potter. Who am I to judge? Who are you to judge what happens? Only the potter can say, no, 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 no. mm -mm." It's spinning on there. The onlooker says, there's no hope for that one. I'm going to throw, get rid of that one. But the potter says, hold on. You that without sin cast the first stone, there's hope for this one. I can make it another vessel. I can do something with this that you can't see because you ain't me. You can't see that there's hope. You can't see that there's peace. You can't see that there's, I wish somebody would hear me right now. I don't know the disease. I don't know the pain. I don't know the problem. But I look at my wife and I can tell you, God made her another vessel. It didn't happen like I thought it should happen. It didn't happen like you think it should happen. But God made her another vessel. And I'm telling you, I know that's in the natural. But God can do it in the spiritual. There's no hope for me. I can't make it any longer. I'm washed up. I'm damaged goods. But God can make you another vessel. Because why? You are in the hands of the potter. Oh, somebody clap your hands under the Lord. Romans 5. Romans 5. If you have your phone or they can get it on the screen, Romans 5 and verse 8. I love this scripture. I love all of them but I really like this one this one's real good listen to what it says Romans 5 and 8 <laughs> what does it say verse, Romans 5 verse 8 but God <laughs> but God what does it say Anybody? what's that next word Amen. what does it say But God commandeth his love toward us. In that while we were, Christ died for us. Now let's just stop for a moment. Before we got here, before we ever got back on the wheel, the Bible says... While we were yet sinners. What does it say? Christ died for us. Before we ever got to the moment where we decided I'm damaged goods. I'm washed up. I ain't no good. I'll never be any good. There's no hope. I'm even coming to church. I've done too many bad things to too many people. Everybody knows about me. Before we even got to that decision about ourselves. He said, while you were yet sinners, I died for you. What does that tell me? This is just me thinking, okay? That tells me that he knew that someday there's a possibility we're going to come right here on this potter's wheel. And everybody around us is going to have the same view of you as you have of you. I'm messed up. I'm damaged goods. I can't make it. But he looks at them, and I just have this feeling that he's probably looking at you and say, hey, hell, chill out. You're in the hands. (laughs) You're in the potter's hands. And only the potter can decide if the clay isn't able to be fixed. But you're not in the hand of any potter. You're in the hands of the potter. You're in the hands of the one that scooped down and picked up some mud and put it in the eyes and made new eyes. You're the one, you're in the hands of the one that reached down and said, hey, let's make Adam, let's put Adam to sleep, let's pull out a rib and make Eve. I'm talking about the potter. And the Bible said that he can make it the messed up one, the marred one, the one that's completely trashed, if you will, he can make it another vessel. Oh, I wish somebody would raise their hands right now because I feel like he's doing it. You're you're starting to get it. It's starting to click right now in your spirit like it did in mine. Jesus, would you let somebody realize that they're not too far gone? Would you let somebody realize that he is at the front of this altar and he said, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll give you peace that passes all understanding. I'll give you my spirit and it will give you joy that you've never known of before. Oh, hallelujah! Lift your voice to him all across the building. Come on, sir, lift your voice. You don't got to be skeptical any longer. All you got to do is say, yes, Lord, do your work in me. Do your work that this man's talking about. If you can do it, God, I want you to do it. If you said it, I believe it. If you said it, let it be done in me. If you said it, I'm in your hands. Hallelujah. Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. More than just getting things good, you're going to be saved by his life. Ladies and gentlemen, grace was not looking for a fully developed flawless vessel. So guess what? You're in the right place. I've heard it said before. And there's some in this building right now, you still feel this way. But I would to God that that would be eradicated out of your brain. Oh, I just, you know, I'm not, I can't, I'm not like all those other people up there. And, I, You know, I'm just, well, that, that person, that, man, they, they got a relationship with God. And, and you know, they, they're going to do something for him. But you don't know where I came from. You, and they, you got to just stepping back and you, you talk yourself right out the back door. Grace was not looking, Sister Nevea, for somebody that had it all put together. No, that ain't what Grace is looking for. Grace is looking for somebody that was broken grace was looking for somebody just like the lady that had been caught in adultery caught, in, caught in, in the misfortune of what she had gotten herself into he's looking for that that's when he does his best work Well, our family doesn't look like that family my family's not praying like that family's praying our family don't come to church like that that's when grace does it's best work that's when Jesus can step on the scene and you ain't got it all together so he can make you have it together Oh, man, I got this problem. I got that problem. We all got this problem. It's horrible. Bad things are happening in my... Listen, I told you a moment ago, God can't do anything if you don't surrender to his will. The potter cannot do anything unless you go down to the potter's house. The potter can't take care of the problem the mess up he can't make it again if you don't say hey can i, can I get on your wheel no. i'm broken and i got a contrite heart a broken and a contrite heart what is, oh, you're not going to despise it you mean you'll do something with a broken and a contrite heart You'll do something with somebody that says, I ain't got it all together. He says, come to my wheel, and I'll show you what I'll do. Come to my wheel, and I'll spin you and make you and put something in you that you would never imagine that could ever happen to you. You mean you can do this to my marriage? I can't. You mean you can do this for my kids? I can't. You mean you can do this for my job and my finances and my situations? Yes, I can do it. I can make it another vessel. But you got to surrender to the wheel." I have to surrender to the will. Oh, praise God. Grace was not looking for a fully developed, flawless vessel. It looked in the imperfect, flawed, smelly lump of mud and said, watch what I can do. I like the fact that the clay was still at work in process. It was still on the wheel, which means it wasn't perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody, nobody can feel perfect. Nobody is perfect unless the potter says you're perfect unless the potter says it is finished unless the potter says this is what I've been trying to get to this entire time I know I had to dig my finger in there and I know I had to pull that grass out of there I know I had to mess everything up to get it to where it is but now it is finished now it is perfect now is what I created it to be so let me tell you something sir let me tell you something ma'am the fat lady has not sung yet the fat lady hasn't sung and let me tell you something since the fat lady hasn't sung you're not finished yet it's not over for you yet You're not washed up. God's still working on you, making you what you ought to be. Praise God. You may be seated. Somebody say, "I I ain't perfect. To judge it, condemn it, and cast it away would be to violate the work of redemption. Redemption means to be delivered by payment of price. Redemption did not buy a rare, exclusive work of art. Hear what I said? Redemption did not buy a rare, exclusive work of art. No. Redemption bought mud at the price of a rare, exclusive work of art. Oh, and I'm so glad he did. I said, I'm so glad that he did. Would you think about it, sir? Would you ponder on this for just a moment, that the spotless lamb, the one without any spot or blemish, the one that knew no sin, the one that didn't do anything wrong, bought you and I. Bought our redemption that you and I might have life and life more abundantly, that we could experience peace that passeth all understanding. I'm thankful, thankful that we don't got to have it all together. I'm thankful that we don't got to have every I dotted and every T crossed. No, we can't. Only God. Only God can do that. Redemption is buying you in the condition you are in before you ever get to his will. Calvary's blood, ladies and gentlemen. Calvary. Shed, he shed his blood at Calvary, knowing that that day was coming. Is anybody proud of the sins that are in your past, brother Ken? I'm not proud of the things I've done wrong, brother Chris. I'm not proud of the things I've done wrong. I know what they were. Jesus knew me before I was. And Brother Beto, he knew that I was going to do a whole lot of nasty, gross stuff in my life. But he said, many, 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 many years ago, He's not even born yet, but I know this is going to happen. And you know something? I'm laying my life down that he might have life and life more abundantly. And it's going to take him a while to get to the potter's wheel and realize that I'm marred. I'm messed up. There's no hope for me. And when he gets to that spot, Brother Noe, that's when I'm going to step in and say, hey, (laughs) as I'm having that out-of-body experience, looking at my mess-ups, Sister Bobby, looking at my failures, and he's going to say, oh, you're on the wheel now, and I can make it, which is you, another vessel. I can fix all the Mars. It may hurt a little bit, but if you'll submit to my will, if you'll submit to my hands as I realize that oh, no, see, if I don't get that one out of there, That could cause some problems down the road. So I'm going to go ahead and stick my finger in there and I'm going to get that mess up out and I'll throw it to the side and I'm going to get some more clay and put it on there and I'm going to get some more water and I'm going to press the wheel. And as you spin, oh yeah, look, beautiful, wonderful. Yeah, that's it. You're exactly what you need to be. Yeah, there you go. You're not going to see it. But I'm going to make it another vessel. You're not going to see the hope that you have right now but I'm gonna make it another vessel. Would you raise your hand all across the building? In Jesus' name, thank you for Calvary. Thank you for Calvary. Sir, I'm talking to you right now. I feel in the Holy Ghost. I could point you out, but I'm not going to do so because I don't want to embarrass you. But sir, I'm talking to you right now and I would to God that you would understand that there's hope for you on the potter's wheel. There's hope for you in the potter's hands. He is wanting to mold you and shape you into a greater vessel. Would you allow yourself to be submitted to what he is trying to do in you? In Jesus' name, do that work right now, Lord. Do that work right now Lord do that work right now let him forget about what he thinks what she thinks what they think what anybody else thinks and just worry about what the potter thinks oh God let him worry about being in the potter's hands and the potter's hands are going to mold the potter's hands are going to caress the potter's hands are going to make it to another vessel hallelujah First Peter 1 In verse 18, 1 Peter 1 and verse 18, For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversations received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood. Do you understand that, sir and ma'am? You have been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. (laughs) As of a lamb without spot or without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times. What does it say? Oh, in the name of Jesus, I would to God that you would recognize what God has done for you and me, what he is still doing for those that realize and they get an understanding that God has made them what he wants them to be and he he has put them in the place where they need to be so they can get to the potter's wheel and he can continue to shape them and continue to mold them. I would to God that you would hear this preacher today. Hallelujah. Regeneration is transforming. It's transforming you into something you could never become on your own. Somebody say transform. transform. He's wanting to transform you into something that you cannot, you will not, sir, be able to be on your own. You won't be able to get there, step there, 12-step program there. It isn't gonna happen. Sister Christina, you didn't know I was gonna talk about being transformed today, but you felt it in the Holy Ghost this morning. Somebody needs to be transformed today. And you can be transformed. It can happen for you. It's it's for you today. Re- Regeneration is transforming you into something. This is what I want you to get. You could never become on your own. If you can never become something on your own, then it is not in your thought process. Do you get that? I, I understand that. I could never preach the gospel. I can never be here ever on my own. Feel the Holy Ghost, Brother Ken. Brother Ken, you could never be where you are right now if it wasn't for Jesus if it wasn't for Jesus reaching down and guiding you and introducing you to someone and you saying, yes, I'm going to go to a revival in Dallas. And he began to work. Are you perfect yet, Brother Ken? No. But he's looking at you on the potter's wheel and saying, hey, stay right here. Don't get off the potter's wheel. Don't move from the potter's wheel because I'm going to mold you into something you never thought you could ever be. It ain't even in your vocabulary. You don't even know what you can be. You don't even know what I'm making you into be. But if you'll stay surrendered on the Potter's wheel. You'll be made into something that I want you to be made into. And you'll never get there on your own. You mean there's nothing I can do? Yes. There's one thing that you can do. Surrender to the wheel. There is one. Man, I don't know if I could ever stop drinking. Surrender to the wheel. I don't know if I could ever stop smoking. Surrender to the wheel. Surrender to the wheel. I don't know if I could ever go to church every single Sunday. Surrender to the wheel. I don't know if I could ever love her like I used to. Surrender to the wheel. I don't know if I could ever love him like I used to love. Surrender to the wheel. I don't know if our marriage could ever be what it used to be. Surrender to the wheel. Turn off every media, turn off everything else out there, get everything out of the way and say, listen, I am surrendered and submitted only to your will, Lord. Would you mold me? Would you shape me? Would you make me what you want me to be? I'm in your hands, Potter. Would you shape me? Would you get out of the things that need to be gotten out of me? Would you put this out of me? Put this in me? Put more on top of me? Do whatever. If you got to smash me flat, I know it's going to hurt, but do it, Potter. something about the wheel that terrifies people on a potter's wheel if the hands aren't there I don't know if you've ever seen it but I have if you put a piece of clay on top of that wheel get you some water on it and start pushing that pedal and don't touch it man it slings everywhere it gets all over the place if you put any kind of shape on it and start pushing it without the hands being there, <laughs> man, it'll turn this way that way, it'll break in half or, or tear in half, and some go that way, some will go. And you'll stop after a little while, and it'll be a mess. It'll be all over your clothes, all over the room. It'll be absolutely everywhere. But once the hands I said, "Once the hands are in place, and you've surrendered to the wheel. The hands can say, all right, (laughs) now I can do my work. Now I can make you what you need to be. Now I can mold you into what you need to be. I don't want to just be surrendered to the wheel and that's it. I want to welcome the hands of the master to come to where I'm at. I want to welcome the hands of the potter come to where I'm at. Make sure, make sure. That not only do you surrender to the wheel, but you welcome the master. You welcome the potter's hands to come around you and mold you and shape you. Titus 3. Titus 3. If you would, go there with me. Titus 3. Praise God. Microphone. you have that microphone for me, Trevor? Titus 3, verses 5. Through 7, I want you to read it loud, Brother Trevor. I'm almost finished. Not by works of righteousness,
1: which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Verse 6. Which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life.
0: Oh, my goodness. Would you hear that word right there? You mean there's nothing I can do right? No, there's nothing you can do right. Right. It ain't going to be because of you. It's going to be because of the potter's hands.
1: Woo!
0: Praise God. You're never going to be able to look back at your life and when everything is going great and wonderful and saying, see... That's what I did. No. No. You're going to be able to look back and all you're going to see is muddy hands saying, Oh, look. It was because of him. It was because of the potter's hands that I'm where I am. It's because of the potter's hands that I'm not marred and messed up anymore. I'm staying where you want me to be. Would you mold me? Would you shape me? Would you make me what I ought to be? Thank you, Jesus. This is part of grace. Grace. Once you stop transforming, once you stop transforming, you will live by the letter of law and not by the spirit of grace. Listen to me. This is why I'm saying you got to stay right here. Grace never stops working because you and I never stop falling. We never stop sinning. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Why would it say that? Why would it tell us that if we're going to be okay all the time? There's sins that we commit that we don't realize we commit. I don't know about you, but I got five kids, and let me just go ahead and tell you, I say things sometimes that I got to, I'm like, It don't work that way. And so what I got to do is I got to go to these little babies and I've done it, hadn't I? Harris, and I said, Will you forgive daddy. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And then I got to go to an altar and I got to get on my knees and say, Jesus creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. I don't do it out of want to, I want to say the thing or I want to make the thing happen I don't want to do, I just want to be real when I do step into that mess when I do allow the flesh to get in the way I don't know about you, but my flesh knows what it's doing it's real good sometimes amen like I said I got five kids and I'm also a Gilbert. And I think my dad's fuse was about that long. And I don't know. I think it was just mine got about that long. It's probably because I had five kids. Well, I didn't have any of them. She had them all. But I was just, yay. I was a cheerleader. But you say and do think sometimes, can I get an amen, that you shouldn't do. You allow your mouth to get ahead of you. And so you must say, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. Don't cast me away, Jesus. Purify me. Cleanse me with hyssop. Make me white, Lord. Purify me, Jesus. Because we are still a work in progress. And grace never stops working because we never stop sinning. I would to God that we could but ladies and gentlemen I personally believe that it is impossible because there's only one only one that is without sin. There's only one now if you don't sin ever then please come and talk to me after and I want to start living like you live I'm going to start following you every day and doing what you do because you got it down. And I will do the house swap thing and you have my kids for a day and then I'll come back and talk to you. Sorry, that, was, that wasn't supposed to be funny. I love my kids. They're wonderful. Don't get, don't get me wrong. They love each other too, no matter what they say. Romans 4. You can stand to your feet. Romans 4, verse 4 through 8. Read, Brother Trevor.
1: Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness, even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, blessed Blessed. are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Sir, blessed
0: is the man that comes to this altar in a minute and says, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, purify me. Blessed is the man that realizes that you don't got every duck in a row and every I dotted and every T crossed. And you say, Lord, forgive me. I need my sins to be covered by your blood. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. Romans 5, 15 through 16
1: But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it were by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ.
0: Justification. Justification. I'm going to let Google say it because I say it incorrectly every time. Dikaiosis. Dikaiosis. You can shut up now. Thank you. Nah, there we go. Dikaiosis. D-I-K-A-I-O-S-I-S. Denotes, listen to this, the act of pronouncing righteousness, justification, acquittal. Its precise meaning is determined by that of the verb I can't say it correctly listen to this to justify signifying the establishment of a person as just by acquittal from guilt praise God the free gift is of many offenses unto justification but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. So what are you trying to tell me, Pastor Darren, giving me that word? I'm trying to tell you that it doesn't matter what it is that you've done. Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter the issue, the problem. It does, God can change anything. He can fix anything. He can forgive any. He can give He can acquit you from guilt. You don't know me. The, the roof's gonna fall in on my head. No, 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 no. By the blood of Jesus Christ, all guilt that should be that you should pay for, that I should pay for, he acquits you of that gift, that guilt. It's out of your life. Oh man! But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. The acquittal from guilt. Thank you, Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus, if it wasn't for His blood, yeah, you'd be paying for some stuff. But no, He said, get on my wheel. (laughs) Get inside of my hands and I'm going to acquit you from any guilt. I'm going to take away any issues and any problems and I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you joy. I'm going to give you a life that you can live for me. Jeremiah 18 verse 4. And the vessel, and the vessel that He made of clay was marred. If you look up that word decay, ruin, perish in the hand of the potter. Still in the hands of the potter, ladies and gentlemen. You realize in the hands of the potter it was I'm going to tell you I've looked at some stuff and said, for instance there's been places in this church and I've looked at the mess up that's done and I'm like Let's just tear it out and redo it. And we've tore it out and we've redone it. Oh, I'm sure glad Jesus didn't do that. You're completely marred. You're messed up. You're decayed. You're in ruin. Ain't no hope for you. No, no, no. That's not what he did. In the hand of the potter, it says in verse 4, so he made it again other vessel and he fashioned it into something that was beautiful sir I know you want to be Mr. Man but he can make you beautiful ma'am I know that you feel like you're damaged and you're washed up but he wants to make you better than you've ever thought you could ever be grace does not make you look at yourself through cracks and shattered mirror he will make you again Come on, would you raise your hands all across this building? Come on, lift your voice all across this building. He's looking to make some people again. Sir, I've been talking to you this entire service, and I would never embarrass you, but I'm asking you to come to this altar right now and let Jesus Christ make you again grace does not glue the fragments of broken pieces back together where you got cracks and and you can see all the mess ups no that's not what he does he makes it again all the imperfections are gone all the mess ups are gone and you you have peace you have joy you're made better than you ever were before he makes it again he doesn't patch it like you would patch your knees on a pair of jeans no he makes you again when Peter sinned and cursed and betrayed Jesus oh did that annul his call to Pentecost? No did Jesus just glue him back together and he stood as patchwork as he delivered the message the gospel message at the pulpit or did Jesus make again another vessel that seemed good to the potter Sir, ma'am, it doesn't matter what he thinks. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what your family thinks. The Bible says, make again another vessel as seemed good to the potter. If it's good to the potter, who cares what everybody else thinks? When he makes it again, it is a new vessel. The only way that clay becomes new is by the wheel and by the fire. Jesus Christ is here today and he wants to put you on the wheel and he wants to get his hands around you and he wants to mold you and shape you and then he's gonna put you inside of that fire. He's gonna put you inside of that fire and he's gonna crank up the heat and he's gonna burn the imperfections out. He's gonna purify you and make you new and he's gonna make you hard. He's gonna make you what you need to be and all hell comes and tries to tear you apart, you're going to be firm. You're going to be standing on a firm foundation. You're going to be exactly what God made you to be. that is good to the potter. Come on. Are you in the hands of the potter today? If you're not in the hands of the potter, if you're not in the potter's hands, would you come to this altar right now? Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Would you surrender your all to him right now? Every person in the house. Would you make your way to this altar right now? Every hand in this altar, would you lift it to the heavens? I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable, but I want the sin that is in your life to be eradicated by the blood of Jesus Christ that still flows from Calvary. Come on, ma'am. I want you to come right now, repent of all your sins and be water baptized in Jesus' name and be filled with His Spirit. Come on, sir. Would you come right now? You can. You can repent. You can be made new come on would you come right now would you make your way to this altar don't leave yet don't rush out of here surrender to the will of the potter surrender to the will of the potter
1: come on that's
0: it Every hand lifted, every eye closed. Every hand lifted, every eye closed. Would you cry out to him? Come on, sir. Come on, young people. Come on, lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. him. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, find a loved one. Find a friend to pray with. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you're in the hand you're in the hand of the potter you're in the hand of the potter he's molding you and shaping you you never thought you could be what he's trying to make you right now you never thought you could be what he's trying to make you but he's going to make you something that is good to him that he sees it as good